Hello, queen. You have a story to tell, and I want to help you tell it. Why? Because you matter. You are enough. You are loved, and you are worth it. I'm Tonya, best-selling author, coach, speaker, and realtor. We are all born, and ultimately, we will all eventually expire. And those are two dates that we have no control over. But that dash in the middle is ours to own. Up until a certain point in our lives, most of our story is written for us and colored by our experiences, the opinion of others, and our viewpoint of ourselves, or lack thereof. But when we get a glimpse of who God actually created us to be, we no longer settle for less than his best for us. We don't just go through the motions or casually spend our time. Life becomes more intentional, focused, and we show up fully present, unapologetically and authentically as ourselves. We start to write our own story from that point forward, positively impacting those around us and ensuring that we make our dash of life count. The journey of you is just that. It's your journey to purpose and how you are making your dash of life account. Being equipped to know who you are in Christ, empowered to embrace just being you, and encouraged to know that God's got you and you can walk in the plans he has for you. Here's your host, Tonya D. Bennis. So if you are living, you have definitely felt some type of pain in your life. And oftentimes we go through things and we're unsure of why. I know that's something that I've asked a lot, like, God, why? Why did this happen? What did I do wrong? Is this a punishment? Why am I experiencing this? And it isn't always that you did something wrong or that you're being punished. It's just life happens, you know, for any number of reasons. Sometimes it could be consequences of, you know, generations even before you that, especially in the Old Testament, talked about, you know, how those, you know, sins of the father have passed on, you know, and from generation to generation, things like that, you know, just of your parents um, and your parents, parents, things like that. Um, sometimes it's the decisions of others around you that you might be connected to. And sometimes it could just be, you know, decisions of your own. Um so there are a lot of different ways that, you know, we experience pain. But today I want to talk about the purpose in that pain, that even when we don't know why, even when we don't understand it, that there is purpose in it. And you might not see it right while you're going through it or experiencing it. You know, it may be something that you discover in retrospect later on down the line. Um, I know that for me that there are several things that I've, come to a revelation of later on down the line but even going through it sometimes it's like well why is this happening what is the lesson that I need to learn in it what can I do differently even now you know where it doesn't rob me of my peace or keep me stuck or stagnant because I've experienced that too and so really in the purpose that's in the pain, what I've tried to find are ways to be able to teach and help other people. One, so that they don't have to go through the same things that I did. And two, so that one, it helps me because I'm, you know, encouraging and uplifting other people. And so that in turn also blesses me who refreshes others also refreshes myself. And so it helps in that benefit, but it's just, I don't want other women to feel the same things that I did. And if they do feel it, or they're walking through those seasons, even right now, I want to be able to give hope and encouragement that they can make it through 
and they can keep fighting to live another day and eventually become the best version of themselves. So one of the things I will say that sticks out to me is a conversation I had with my sister several years ago when, you know, we were driving down the street and she said, you know, what do you like to do for fun? And I mean, that is a super simple question, super simple, but I couldn't answer it. And, you know, I'm sure I told you all before that it was like, that was a pivotal turning point for me of, okay, I've been so caught up in pouring into other people and caring about and helping everyone else that I've lost sight of myself. But before I had any other roles or titles, I was a woman first and foremost. And God placed purpose and value in me just like he did in each of you way before he formed you even in your mother's womb. And he has plans and purpose for you. And that's what you've got to walk out and fulfill. And so for me, it was trying to figure that out. And I've noticed that even throughout the years that there was always something I was doing that was related to my purpose. I just didn't know to call it purpose. So the key to it a lot of times is something that you're already doing on a day-to-day basis that comes naturally and just flows out of you, but you're not realizing that it's purpose and it's attached to purpose. You're just doing it, you know, and you're just thinking, oh, well, this is just what I do. No, it's just who I am, but it's literally part of who you were created to be, but you've yet to realize it or have that clarity or revelation of that it's part of your destiny and part of your purpose. And so that to me is one of the things I find most interesting is that even when we're going through situations and trials and tribulations, God is still using us and orchestrating us to get us to the path that he originally planned for us. Even if we're off track or, you know, going a different way, he always finds a way to bring us back. And so I'd say the second catalyst that was just like, okay, Tony, you really got to start focusing on you and who you are and what makes you you so that you then can determine what do you like? What do you enjoy? What do you want out of life and in a relationship? Um, because those boundaries have to be set because people can't do anything more to you than you allow them to. And if you don't set boundaries for yourself, other people aren't going to know how to interact or let me say that differently. If you don't set boundaries, people will do whatever they want and treat you however they want, and they can take advantage of you. And again, they can't do anything more to you than you allow. So if you're allowing it, they're just going to keep doing it. And so I'd say the most pivotal moment for me in establishing boundaries, I'd say would be back three years ago, um, around this time, really. I was in the house um, getting ready for work, and... My husband was um, getting ready to do his Monday morning conference call, which was normal every Monday at nine. And he had walked into the office and, you know, my meetings weren't for like another hour or so. And so he walked into the office um, and started his call and things were normal. You know, the kids, I don't remember what they were doing. I can't remember if they were on a break or not. They might've been on a break. So I might not have even had to work that day, but long story short, he rushed out of the house very quickly while he was still on his conference call with work. And he was gone for about maybe 20, 30 minutes. And he came back in the house and sat down in the office again. And he was still on his conference call. And he just, my husband is a dark chocolate man. Okay. 
But when I tell you that he looked completely pale, like something was definitely wrong. And I just was like, what is happening? And so I thought maybe something had happened to someone in the family, like an emergency. And I was like, waiting for him to get off the conference call to see what happened. And when he got off the conference call, he stated that the woman who had been his mistress, mistress for I'd say probably at that point, 12, 13 years, had been sleeping with someone else. And her son called to tell my husband that because he was all upset about it. And my husband fell apart. One, because his pride was hurt. And two, because he felt betrayed. And he was really hurt. I mean, like, really hurt. And for me, it was hard to fathom because I'm like, you're not married to this woman. Like, you're not even in a relationship with her. But you feel like she cheated. That was the part that was a hard pill for me to swallow. Because how do I, as the wife, one, be okay with the fact that this is upsetting you the way that it is? Because I know exactly how that feels because that's how I felt when he first started the relationship with her. And then continued on in it as if I didn't matter. Again, this is going back to boundaries. And so I remember for that next week, yeah, the kids were on a break because he had to go out of town for a couple of days and we all went with him. And I remember him just falling apart over and over again and being there to wipe his tears and to just encourage him and uplift him and be that support. The support that I always wanted when I was having all of those same emotions and feelings because of him being with someone else. And I walked with him through the whole thing day by day. And he completely stopped communicating with her, stopped talking with her. Um, you know, I was in charge, pick up and drop off of the kids that they have together. And she talked to me, he talked to me, and they wouldn't talk to each other. It was a very odd place to be in, I will say. And after about a couple of months of that, somewhere in there, the tides changed. And I don't know if it was her apologizing to him or what happened, but they were back in each other's good graces. And I was shut back out again. And it was like the two of them against the world, even though I'm the wife. And that for me was like a real wake up call. Because it was just like, Lord, you came that we would have life in that more abundantly. And I just don't feel like this is the life that you promised me. I don't feel like this is how marriage is supposed to be. And I had a hard time with that. One, why was I as the wife okay with my husband still having a mistress? Why was I okay with walking with him side by side? and wiping away his tears and helping him through that as if. <laughs> um, and then getting in the middle of it where I was the go-between between the two of them. And then when it came to the end of it and her, you know, cussing me out and telling me, you know, they're still intimate. And she was just mad because he took me out of town on a trip for the weekend and not her. And so that was her retaliating against him. And it was just like, what is this teaching my kids? What example is it setting for them? I don't want this dysfunction to be normal for their future relationships. I don't want it to be where 
they think that it's acceptable to be with multiple people or, you know, to allow your spouse to be with someone else and you, like, I just, <sighs> that part is heavy because I feel like so much time of their life, like literally their whole lives, that's all they've known. And so just super prayerful that God is able to lead and guide them in their future relationships. And that they're able to see things spiritually through his eyes, of what's his will and desire for them and not just settle and not have blurred boundary lines. Like when I tell you that those boundary lines truly matter, they truly do matter. Because again, people can only do to you what you allow them to do. And when you draw those boundary lines, you need to color them in thick. Don't just have them where they're kind of blurred, where people can step over the line a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and then all of a sudden your boundary line is just completely obliterated. Like you have to stick to it. And I don't mean where it's like, okay, this person has to check in with you every hour, you know, on the dot, and they've got to say this, this, and this. No, I'm not talking about controlling. Everybody has their own free will. But I mean, where you shouldn't have to beg someone to love you. You shouldn't have to beg someone to want to be with you, to show you affection, or to be faithful to you. Like, those are things, there's some standards that you've got to put in place, and you've got to stick to them. Because that's how you teach other people how to respect you and what you will and won't allow. And oftentimes, people need you to set those boundaries. Because when you don't, then yes, it is a free-for-all, do whatever you want. Because they're not sure which way, you know, what can they do and what can they not do. And so you've got to set those expectations. But the only way for you to do that is to know yourself. And so you have to learn more about who you are. So that when somebody asks you that, you're not just, oh, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, you know, I'm a father, I'm a son. I'm the No, it's not all these roles and positions that you hold. Who is it that God called you to be? Who did he create you to be? You won't know that if you don't have a relationship with God and a relationship with yourself. Like you've got to be able to be alone by yourself and be able to reflect and journal and figure out who you are and what makes you you. What are those boundaries? What are things that you're like, okay, that's okay. Those are like, you know, nice to have. But what are those must-haves that you're going to hold firm on that you are not blurring those lines no matter what? No matter who walks in the door and whispers in your ear, you are hanging on to those boundaries, holding steadfast and firm. That is so important. It's important for your emotional health. It's important for your mental health, even your physical health. Because as a man or woman thinks in their heart, so are they. Like every thought that you have, it's literally what you become. It's what you attract. It's what is attracted to you. It is that powerful. So you really have to take the time to sit down and think about who you are, what you stand for, what you believe in, what your values are, what your boundaries are, so that you can then communicate that to other people. So that when they are trying to be in relationship with you and interact with you, whether it's a friendship, a coworker, a boss, no matter who it is, you've got to set those boundaries and stick to them. And so I said all of that to say that there is purpose in the pain. And those things that I just listed about the boundaries and setting them and knowing who you are in Christ and then knowing who you are as a person, those are the things I learned through my pain. That is the purpose that I found in it. Would I have loved for God to have just told me flat out, hey, this 
is your purpose and this is what you need to do. Absolutely. But we all know <laughs> that life does not work that way. There are some bumps and bruises along the way and things that you have to go through and trials and tribulations that you have to experience in order to come out brighter on the other side. You're refined in the fire. And I will say for me, holding on to Jesus was literally the only thing that got me through. All those times that I was like, well, why am I not enough? You know, why, why did I not matter? You know, if I had done this better or done this better or been better at this or done this a different way. And no matter how many times I tried to do that to fix it, none of it worked. None of it worked and none of it mattered. And so you just, you can't fix everybody else, but you can fix you and you can work on you. So I would say that's what you need to focus on. And that's what you need to do moving forward is just focus on you because you literally can't control anyone else. It's that need to feel wanted, loved, appreciated, valued, where people want to be in your presence and you know that they are glad to be in your presence, you know, that they see the value in you. Um, I'll say for me that there was a lack of that, that I didn't feel loved, valued, appreciated, or wanted. And so when you have areas that are lacking or that you're not receiving what you ideally would like to, you settle for something that is I'm trying to find the word that I want to say. You settle for less than God's best for you. Um, you just accept whatever just because you feel like it's better to, okay, well, at least you know I'm with this person in a relationship than to do the hard work of being alone and becoming the best version of you and just getting to know yourself and being able to establish those boundaries and being okay being alone. And I will say that I haven't ever had a problem of like spending time by myself. You know, I didn't always have to be surrounded by a million people or constantly going, going, going and doing this and doing that or a bunch of activities. Like I'm totally okay spending time by myself, um, especially as I've gotten older and just been able to use it as a time to reflect, to be able to really gather my thoughts, um, to just process some things, um, to just kind of plan and really look at, okay, you know, in certain situations, this is how I responded. How could I have responded differently? But it's like, I always have to go back and think about it later. Like there are some people like you can be talking to them and they could just say something, you know, and then you're able to write back. For me, it's later when I'm replaying it in my head and I'm like, oh, I should have said this. Or, you know what, a better response would have been this. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, but in the moment, it's like, I don't think of that. And so that's why I try to write more stuff down and just journal and really get my thoughts together, even before I have conversations, especially when it's a tough conversation. So that all those different points that I feel like matter in terms of me and my viewpoint and perspective. I want to make sure I cover each of those, you know, and not think about it later when I'm rehashing out the conversation in my head. And, you know, at that point, it's like, well, you should have said it right then and there and addressed it. And so just being even comfortable with that, but you have to be, you know, comfortable spending time alone in order to learn those things about yourself and be able to do better so that, you know, you can articulate more clearly what you're feeling and how you're feeling 
even in the heat of the discussion, you know, and of course there are times that you do need to like walk away and gather yourself, collect your thoughts, calm down so that you can speak in a more even tone and be able to really get your point across without it coming off as harsh or demeaning or causing the other person to get offended or be on the defense type of thing. Um, But if you're constantly, constantly pouring in, you know, like you're constantly looking at TV, watching movies or on social media and taking all this stuff in, you don't have a chance to really get to know yourself and who you are and what makes you you. And what you were 10 years ago is not the same thing that you are today. And so we all evolve and we all, um, you know, process things in different ways. And so it's okay to know that maybe you were okay with this 10 years ago and you're not today. Maybe you were okay with it last year and today you're in a different place and you're not. And that is okay. You're going to keep evolving and changing. As you learn better, you do better. And so as you're going through the painful things, just take time to jot down those things of what you're feeling and what kind of triggers those feelings. And then see if you see any patterns because if you keep experiencing the same thing, experiencing the same thing and going through, you know, the same trials and tribulations or around that same mountain, start pinpointing some things that you could do differently that, okay, I've always responded this way when this happens. From now on, I'd like to start responding this way. Or every time somebody does this, it makes me feel this or I react this way. Then you can start figuring out ways to react, react or respond better and differently so that you don't have to keep taking that same test over and over and over again. And so that's that's where I'm at now, is really just wanting to help other people to not be defined by my story and to really establish those boundaries and stick to them. Because happiness is a choice. It doesn't come from somebody else. Like other people can add to your happiness, but it is a choice that you have to make every single day when you wake up you have to choose that happiness and you have to find things that you enjoy and that make you happy. And for me, that constant is Jesus um, because the joy of the Lord is my strength. When I am weak, he is still strong. And so that is what helps me. And so knowing that that's my joy and that's where my happiness comes from, because when I talked about like wanting to be loved, wanted, appreciated, valued, like it's not possible for a human being to give you all of those things all of the time because they're human just like you and they have flaws and they're not perfect they're imperfect people we all are but Jesus is perfect and so he can fill in all those voids and empty places and hurting places that we're looking to other people to do and I gotta tell you especially ladies out there that you cannot look to a man to be your savior your lover and your daddy it's just not going to work it's not humanly possible for him to do that. So take that pressure off. A lot of times it's the expectations that we set that we expect for a man to fulfill that he just can't possibly do. That's why we have to be whole and complete ourselves before we're matched with a man. When a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. You have to be that good thing and coming whole into the relationship. Yes, everybody has baggage. Like that's you know inevitable, but it's how are you dealing with it? Is it still defining you? Is it still affecting you even now today that now you're lashing out at your spouse because you have those unresolved issues that you didn't already fix and heal through before you jumped into the next relationship? I'm guilty of that myself. So I I literally am telling you from experience what I know. 
you have to give yourself time to heal. Yes, it's tough to be alone. And it, it's tough when you want to have that, you know, person that you do everything with, that you're growing and building life with and enjoying life together. And you have a family and you would like ideally for it to work that way. But life just does not always happen that way. And so being able to heal through those tough moments so that when you do come back around and you have that opportunity to be in a new relationship, you come into it whole, not looking for that person to fill in the voids and emptiness that only God can fill, but where you complement one another and grow together. That is what is most ideal. And I will say that's what was lacking for me. And so that's my focus now is just being whole. And I know I can only be whole in Jesus Christ. And so giving up control, that's tough <laughs> because when you feel like you can fix it yourself or you can, you know, if I do this better and I do that better and I do this, you think that you can fix it, but you can't. One, because both people have to be willing to be in the relationship and both people have to be willing to work on it. It can't just be where one's willing and the other one isn't or one's doing all the work and the other one isn't because you're not really in a relationship anyway at that point. You're still alone, even though there's a physical human being there with you. Is that really what you desire? I'm guessing no. So I know it's tough. I know it can be painful and lonely, but you got to do the work. And as you're doing the work, you're becoming a better version of you so that when you are in that next relationship, you can really thrive because you're coming into it whole. And so both of you are uplifting, encouraging, and enriching one another, as opposed to depleting or pulling each other down. So take the time to do the work. I assure you that when you come out on the other side, God's got you covered. And you're going to be in a much better place mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially you will come out stronger and better. You might have started out as that rough, rocky rock, but now you're a shining gem because everything that God made is beautifully and wonderfully made, but that has to shine from the inside out and you have to know it on the inside. It can't just be where somebody else told you. And so you took their word for it. And then at one point you disappointed them and then they stripped that away from you. You have to know it on the inside because that's who God said that you are. So I'm telling you, there is, purpose in the pain, even when you can't always see it, but it's to get you to be exactly who God created you to be. The enemy uses anyone he can to come against you, to throw you off focus and to make you feel like you're not enough or that you're not loved or that you're unwanted, but that's not true. God loves each and every one of us. He sent his own son to die on the cross just so that we could be with him. And he could see us through his son, covered under the blood, not in our sin and our imperfect bodies. And so he is there for us. And that's what I want you to focus on. So even when it's painful, know that there's purpose in it. So look for the purpose. Focus on God. So love God, love yourself and love others. Always in that order. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I look forward to connecting each with each of you in the community. Head over to TonyDBennis.com. Let's keep the conversation going. Have a great day.
Thanks to any of you, family. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope that you feel equipped, empowered, and encouraged to just be you authentically and unapologetically. No more merely just existing from day to day. It's time to get your joy back. It's time to remove the mask and uncover the real you. It's time to become who God created you to be and make your dash count. If you're ready to get unstuck and move forward in your God-given purpose, you can start right now. Today is the day. Head over to thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get unstuck. Again, that's thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get G-E-T unstuck U-N-S-T-U-C-K and begin your journey to just be you, be whole, and be free. Remember, this is your journey. It's where your life begins.